it's Alison. Welcome back to There I Am. I wanted to apologize um, for not having put many episodes lately. The reality is um, me working and winemaking makes me have a very busy first half of the year usually. So I've been working hard and also been quite busy with the girls. And if I sound a bit sick it's because I am as well. I have a cold so I stayed home today and decided to update my podcast and yeah, here I am. So yeah, thank you for listening and uh, I will try to update more often for now. The episode today is called Mama's Daughter and I'm basically going to talk about my mom and my dad and how they influence the way I am today with my daughters and with my family. My mom uh, was a full-time working mom during my whole childhood and adolescence. And my mom had to work 45 hours a week to keep the finances, and same with my dad. So she also enjoyed quite a bit what she did. So she was working in a lab um, that made soil analysis in uh, the University of Chile's forestry department. And she really, really enjoyed what she did. So due to this, I grew up being cared during the week by my grandma and later on um, a nanny. And that will do the house chores and, and be there when my mom was away and prepare food and all those things. And uh, my relationship with my mom was mostly during the evenings while doing homework and dinner and the weekends. My mom was very present. She was a very present mother, uh, particularly when it related to school chores or education. I recall having to drop my um, school backpack with my books at her bedside cabinet every night so that she could check that I was learning at school uh, or what I was learning and if I had any, any chores to be done. And if I did, she would get me out of bed at 10 p.m. and make me do my homework. So she was very strict on the education side of things. But um, in the affective side or affectivity, she was always a bit more distant, or at least that's what I remember. And I believe that this came uh, from her own upbringing. My mom was one of eight siblings, so there was probably not a lot of time for all the kids to receive um, lots of attention uh, or affection for that matter. And my grandmother was a hardworking woman. She brought up eight healthy kids. She fed them, dressed them and, and cared for them while taking care of the household chores as well. While my grandpa was working full time. So I definitely understand that she probably went through a lot of stress and affection wasn't my grandma's strong suit so um, though I know she loved all of her kids and she loved all of us grandkids she was just not the kind um, of woman to give many hugs or many kisses so I reckon my mother was a little bit like her though I know they certainly loved each other a lot my mom still gets sad when when she remembers my grandmother she passed away a couple of years ago. 
When I was a teenager, I don't remember having um, a lot of hugs or being told that she loved me very often. So for me, it was quite normal, and, and though I never questioned if she loved me, because I'm sure she does, hearing it was not usual, and when I did, it felt a bit awkward, and it still does sometimes to this day. Last year, when I was in the middle of my depression, I remember feeling so sad every time I had a fight with my oldest daughter, uh, Serena, because often when she had tantrums and my husband took over, uh, sometimes he would put her to bed and me and my anger and frustration, um, some days I'd refuse to say goodbye or, or goodnight or tell her how much I loved her. This until she was finally asleep and then I would go in and kiss her in, in the forehead and tell her that I loved her but she was asleep. So yeah, later on I would come back to my room and cry and being sad for being angry and and feel awful. So I did a lot of soul searching and I realized that many times I had told my husband Drew that I didn't want to be like my mom with Serena. I didn't want her to grow not remembering me, hugging her or telling her how much I loved her every day. So that was the start of um, my intense study on, on how my relationship with my mom had defined my own role as a mother. A friend of mine gave me a great piece of advice that I used as a starting point to my self-awareness trip. She told me one day that um, I should always use my mom as an example, for good and bad, meaning that I could pick whatever things I liked about her and apply them to my own parenting style and simply discard um, what I didn't like and change it. So it might sound really obvious, but um, at the moment it was very new for me. Motherhood was a new thing and and I was just discovering day by day. So uh, from that moment I decided to follow her advice and and I went on to define my own motherhood style based on uh, what I experienced from my mom. I want to make clear that in no way I'm judging my mom or what she did for me because I love her and I know that she loves me and and she did her very best to make me who I am. But I will talk about the things that I don't agree with and that I have decided to change in my motherhood journey. The first thing I'll mention is affection. Um, as I said before, I don't recall my mom being particularly affectionate with me. We did say hi with a kiss and, you know, we will say I love you very rarely. But the I love yous came more and more scarce as I grew up. Possibly because as a teenager, um, though I was relatively well behaved in school, I was quite defiant and sometimes disrespectful with her. We didn't have the best of relationships during my teenage years, as my mom is quite bossy and I always hated being told what to do if it's not done in a polite way. Though I really dislike that I have noticed sometimes that I do it too. Um, so that was a warning sign for me that I should be mindful of the way I ask things to other people and that I have um, my own bossy uh, tendencies. 
Anyway, after realizing that I would have liked to have a closer, more affectionate relationship with my mom, I decided to change that and make my rule to hug my girls every day and tell them I love them. Even when they're being annoying, uh, I usually wait until the tantrum is over and then I remind them both about my love. But it has become a golden rule in my house and I intend to keep it through teenage years um, no matter how tough it becomes, which I'm sure it will become very tough if they're anything like myself when I was a teenager. A value that I have to thank my mom for is um, my work ethic. My mom worked for nearly 35 years in the same workplace, and people really loved her. She was always um, professional and reliable, and she did all her work properly and and by the book, never halfway. So she always loved teaching, and uh, her students liked her a lot. In fact, uh, she's still friends with some of her students that that passed through her lab. So having her as my example gave me the strong uh, work ethic that I believe I possess until today. My mom was also very responsible. I don't recall her ever being sick or staying home uh, on sick leave. She would work mostly by herself in the lab, so she could be there if she had a cold or an upset stomach. So being mildly sick was no reason to miss work for her. Nowadays, as we know, any sign of, of a flu means that you have to stay home, as I am today, by the way. And I do sound like crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I really applaud her for her sense of responsibility. As the only times that she missed work was when she was being treated for breast cancer and a tumor in her brain, which links me to the next example, which is her strong will. My mom is a breast cancer survivor. She had a mastectomy done and also she had brain surgery. She had a tumor in her brain that caused her uh, Cushing syndrome, which meant that she had to have the tumor removed from her pituitary gland, which left her having a minimum to no cortisol production in her brain. So she has to take uh, cortisol, the hormone, for life. What was her response? A total trooper. She never gave in. She remained strong and always, um, she always viewed her, her health issues with a positive outcome. I don't recall her ever feeling like the cancer was gonna win or anything. She always uh, had a positive outcome in mind. So yeah, that is a very remarkable value that I definitely intend to maintain for myself. The negative side of her having so many health issues is that I somehow try to ignore my own. Depression being the best example. Um, as I mentioned in my first episode, when I was diagnosed with depression, my first reaction was anger and incredulity. And my second reaction was reluctance to take medicines. I spoke to my therapist about it and he asked me what exactly was my issue with taking antidepressants. And my response was that I didn't want to depend on pills like my mom uh, had to. So he replied, well, do you realize that you're not your mom? So yeah, I wasn't my mom. <laughs> and I thought about it good. And I noticed how much my mom's health conditions had affected me 
enough to refuse taking pills. Even when migraines are killing me. Um, nowadays, I attack migraines earlier than before. I used to brush it off thinking that it will go away, but it never did. Unless I slept or took a pill. So now I do take my migraine medication earlier and soon when I feel like a migraine is coming. I talked previously about my work ethic and the positive influence that my mom was in in that area, but I do also have one not-so-positive output from it. From the time that I was born, my mom worked at the soil analysis lab at the Universidad de Chile, so that made me a beneficiary of a 50% scholarship to that university, which meant that my only option was to go there, no matter what career I picked. It had to be in the Universidad de Chile because that was the only way my parents could afford it without needing um, student loans or extra scholarships. So my brother and I went both there. And during my time there, several of my cousins changed careers or decided to stop studying, etc. And that was definitely not an option for us. We were both told and told and told that If we chose a career, we needed to stick with it until the end and then find a job related to it so that we could honor the money and the efforts that my parents made uh, to give us education. So this is something um, I will forever be grateful for, of course. But at the same time, it wasn't until last year that I realized that I actually didn't have to keep working as a way make it if I didn't want to. I spoke about this with my therapist, particularly around the time that I was very frustrated at work, and he asked me why I didn't quit and search for a different job. And I told him, well, I can't. This is what I studied. You know, this is what I studied so many years for. And I remember he asked me, is it your passion? And that's when I realized, well, I wasn't sure. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure if white making is my passion. Maybe... Maybe winemaking is not my passion and I'm just taken to it for the responsibility invested in me by my parents. So it was um, so liberating to think that I had already made my parents proud by sticking to winemaking and making a career for myself, but that I could also walk away from it if I needed to. Many of these things might sound very obvious to you, but believe me, they were definitely not obvious to me. And I'm still bewildered about the possibility of not being a winemaker anymore and do something else, like podcasting. (laughs) So it has been eye-opening for me, for sure. Now I'm going to dedicate a little time for my dad. My dad has uh, also a very good work ethic, and he's a very reliable man and he is admired by his peers at work but from my dad what I have picked the most is um, musicality in a way my dad used to sing to us to sleep and I remember him singing many songs and always having music on our trips and holidays um, but what he he was also very focused on was in making memories Thanks to both my mom and dad, we had the most amazing holidays a child could ask for. And I'm not talking about Disneyland. 
I'm talking about traveling around my country to remote areas, visiting volcanoes, lakes, rivers, being outdoors, fishing, hiking. My dad always thought that money was better spent in holidays than fixing the house, for example. Um, because holidays will give us memories forever, well, the house will one day fall and with it, the money invested in it. So, yeah, now me as a mom, I plan to give my family lots of memories, travels, experiences outdoors, uh, because Drew and I both have that when we were kids. So that's one thing that my dad gave me that I will keep on with my own family. But I won't finish this without throwing my dad under the bus too. <laughs> uh, what I'm definitely not carrying on is his dislike for artistic activities. You will never find him drawing or coloring or painting. You never caught him uh, in a theater ever or watching a movie that doesn't have um, sci-fi or action in it. So I grew up very close-minded and thinking that I was not artistic myself, that I had no talent for drawing, no talent for painting, and that it was pointless for me to take classes because I just had no creativity. And I recently found out that I was wrong. I am creative and I like painting. I actually love painting. And it is a bloody shame that I only discovered this recently. But it is something that I see in, in my older daughter, in Serena. She loves painting. She can be hours sitting painting rocks or just drawing uh, unicorns or rainbows in, in paper. She loves doing artistic things. And I'm going to definitely encourage her to explore her creativity as much as I can. Well, it is about time I wrap this up. Um, by saying how much I appreciate all the efforts my parents did for me and my brother. Definitely, I wouldn't be the person I am today without them. And I have so many values from them. Even though it is a bit awkward sometimes, uh, I need them to know that what they did for us is appreciated. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I hope you're having a good day. And I hope I'll be back soon with another episode. Take care.